0: Welcome to Valley Lights Church Online. My name is Barry, and I'm part of the team that's helped uh, get uh, Valley Lights Church off the ground. And I'll be speaking today uh, because Pastor Bruce is out on vacation with his family, so he's taking a little bit of time away, but I'm glad I get to speak to you today. And um, I want to start by asking a question. Have you ever asked yourself this question? What was I thinking? One of the first times I can think of or remember uh, asking this question is uh, when I was in elementary school, uh, me and some friends used to go play in one of our friends' backyards, and there was this branch that was like perfectly horizontal, and one day I'm holding a wooden bat, and uh, I got this great idea that I was going to see how hard I could hit this thing, and so I, I came up to the branch and which with both hands slammed the bat down on the branch, and what do you think happened? It immediately flung back and hit me right between my eyes. And I just stood there embarrassed and just thinking, what was I thinking? What an awful idea. Another time that I can think of that I said uh, what was I thinking was right after I had gotten my driver's license. I was going to a, a volleyball game at my high school. And when I was pulling in in my mom's van, so looking really cool, I was pulling into the parking lot and I could see my driver's ed instructor right there. So I was gonna impress him with, now I'm out here driving by myself. And so I kind of honked and waved and was not paying attention. And I ran right into the gate. And it wasn't one of these ones where you just kind of clip it. Maybe nobody saw that, you know, maybe I'm the only one who saw it. No, this was, it rocked the side of our caravan. And it, it went all the way down. Boom, 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 boom. When I went, when I got out of the vehicle, It was completely just torn up all the way down the side. And I just was thinking, what was I thinking? Now, obviously what I was thinking was that, man, I was gonna look really cool to my driver's ed instructor now that I'm out driving on my own. But we've all probably had uh, times when we've asked this question, what am I thinking? What was I thinking? And maybe after the service, uh, you could ask somebody or tell somebody one of your stories of uh, a time that you were asked that question. But when we're asking that question, generally, we're not trying to analyze our thoughts and try to figure out, you know, what were we thinking? What we're really asking there is, what led to such an awful decision? And why would somebody that's smart like me make such a a really stupid uh, decision? We somewhat intuitively understand that our actions don't just come out of thin air, but they come from something inside of us. And if we look at everything that's happened in our life, good or bad, uh, we can trace it back to thoughts and emotions that that have led us to that point. Some researchers suggest uh, that we have as many as 6,000 thoughts per day. And again, I can't even begin to imagine how they calculate that. But 6,000 thoughts today, that's a lot of opportunities to go in a lot of different directions. So our thoughts and feelings have the potential to determine everything that's going to happen in our life in if we could change our thinking what would be the result Uh, if we could change our thinking what pain could we avoid Uh, if you could think differently what would be possible tomorrow that's just not possible in your life today so we're starting a new series today and it's called two things you can think about about that'll change your life and in this series, we're going to be looking at two things that the Bible says uh, that will allow us to think differently in think differently than the way the world normally thinks and should greatly benefit our lives. So today we're going to look at a, a different focus that we can have that will lead to better outcomes in our life. When I think back at some of the thoughts that have gone through my head, one is that, you know, I'm a fairly independent person. And so a thought that has gone through my mind a lot in my life is. I can do this myself and uh, this can be pretty helpful. Uh, I'm, I'm not a person that needs a lot of help to be motivated to do things and in fact I like to kind of look around at things that aren't happening and say you know what I'm gonna go do it and just take care of it and this has you know helped me in a lot of different ways uh, but, but this can honestly lead to a lot of loneliness in my life if I let it. Uh, one, one thing that I think about is when I moved out to, uh, to California uh, I spent a lot of holidays and stuff here alone because I was just trying to make a life for myself and get things going and doing it alone. And, uh, you know, honestly, that I look back on those days and I kind of go, man, this would have been really nice if I would have brought some people along with me. Or when I've struck out on a project to do something on my own and make something happen, uh, if I could have said, hey, why don't we do this thing as a team together, uh, even though it probably would have been more difficult working with other people and all that sort of thing, could have been a, a lot of benefit that come in my life. But again, that's a thought that's led to a lot of different decisions that I've made in my life. Another one that I can think of is that I love to have fun. I love to make jokes. I love playing around and just messing around. And I love telling funny stories and, uh, and just being around people, which is awesome. Uh, but the flip side of this is uh, as much fun as I can have, I know that God has some things that he wants to get done in my life and he wants to use my life to positively impact other people. And uh, there have been d- plenty of opportunities where I've had an opportunity to maybe be an encouragement to somebody or to help them with a really difficult thing. And I chose to mess around or have fun rather than taking the time to, to buy up that opportunity and invest in somebody's life. Or just to take the seri- uh, the, the moment to be there for the person rather than trying to make light of the situation. So those are two two thoughts and I can see how those have affected a lot of the decisions and things that I've done in my life. And I know my thoughts lead to the actions I choose. So when I think of all these things that roll through my mind on a daily basis, I wonder if somehow I can think better things, if that would lead to better outcomes. I sometimes wonder if I was more focused in my thinking, could I have a different result? Are there things I should be thinking about that I'm not currently, that would change my life forever? Are there thoughts that I dwell on that could mess up my relationships? For example, like what if there's thoughts that I dwell on that could blow up my marriage? I don't want that, so what do I do differently? What about this? What if there are thoughts that lead to my actions that my son sees that make him think that there's a way of doing things that's right that is not right? What if that negatively affects him? And that all comes from my thoughts. I don't want that at all. Are there thoughts that lead to success in the different areas of our life that I just don't know about? Thoughts are powerful things. And so today we're going to look at, um, we're going to look at our thoughts. Maybe if you've thought some of these things before too. Uh, you know that your thoughts have the power to determine pretty much everything that's going to happen in your life. And maybe you have your own approach of how you deal with your thoughts. Maybe you think, uh, it doesn't really matter what I think. I just do what I do. Well, that, that could be done too. Or maybe you have the attitude that, you know what, it's not that serious. This is actually pretty easy. You're making it more complicated than it needs to be. Other people I've heard, you know, they they think of it more like, if I can just control my thoughts, if I can just think through every decision and all the possible outcomes, then I can make a good decision and I'm gonna be good. If you can just control things, then you'll be able to, to make progress. There's a lot of different ways that we can approach our thoughts. And scripture talks about a way that we can think about things that has some pretty extraordinary benefits. What if I could share with you something that you can focus on, starting today, you can focus on, that will lead to greater peace in your mind? You're going through stress and turmoil. You could have peace because of this focus. What if I could give you something that you could focus on that will give you a better sense of who you are? Not just some you know uh, abstract concept of who you are, but really your true identity and confidence in who you are. Would you wanna think about that? What if I could give you uh, something that you can focus on that would give you a group to be a part of? What if I could give you something that you could focus on that would improve all the relationships and how you relate to people around you. What if I could give you something we can focus on, or we can choose to focus on, that would literally change our life? Would you wanna know about that? Well, that's exactly what a guy named Paul uh, presented to a young church called uh, the church at Colossae. Colossae is a place in Greece. And uh, we're gonna be looking at a a passage of scripture in Colossians chapter three verse uh, one through four today and uh, the book of Colossians was a letter that Paul wrote to this new church and he talked about a bunch of different things but he honed in on just a couple key things because um, he had never he had never actually met them before or some people say that he hasn't he hadn't met them before. This church was actually not started by Paul but it was started by another church planner named um, Epaphroditus and um, he had heard about this church and wanted to write them to, to help them with some different uh, errors and things that were out there, uh, ideas that were going around that were really not helpful, but also he wanted to encourage them to be able to walk with God because he had seen they had chosen to follow Jesus Christ. He had, they, had, they had made that decision. They had decided that they were going to make him the leader of their life. So he wanted to encourage them, not just in that decision, but how they could get the most out of following Jesus. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And uh, this is a really, really helpful uh, passage because it helps us uh, understand if we've chosen to follow Christ, where do we focus our attention? And then, of course, the benefits that like, flow from that. So we'll start by reading this passage together. Colossians 3, 1-4, and it says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will appear with Him in glory. So we've got a lot of things going on in just these four verses, but it's two, basically two different ideas. He starts there with, Since then you have been raised with Christ. And then uh, he kind of ends it with kind of the same idea. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And then the final verse, When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And he's talking about kind of three different phases Of us coming to Christ. The first is uh, that we were raised with Christ. Uh, Jesus died for our sins, and if we choose to follow him, our life is completely different. Um, There is new life that comes from following Jesus Christ, and so that's the first thing that he's talking about is that uh, when we have been raised with Christ, we're raised to a new way of doing things. It's like we literally died to an old way, and we're raised to a new way, Uh, The other thing is, he says, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. There's a completely new reality that we live in, uh, not just that we were raised back to life, but that we live in a completely different relationship with God that has all kinds of benefits. And it's in Christ that we find those things. So we just become completely different people. Our identity is completely different. The person you were before becoming a Christian or following Jesus Christ is not the person you are afterwards, and that's in Christ that we find that. And then finally, there's going to be something that's coming in the future, that when we uh, when Jesus Christ comes back for us, that uh, we are going to see Him and we're going to be with Him. And all of these things, these three things, are kind of all things that are different because we've chosen to walk with Jesus. So that's the first thing uh, that I would encourage all of us today is that. Uh, he's writing to encourage these people who've decided to follow christ so if you're someone who's come to valley lights and you've just been trying to figure out things about jesus we encourage you as you uh, discover this life in christ and i'll say a lot of people when they talk about following christ christianity following god all that sort of thing they only think about all the things you can't do and maybe you have that on your mind there's been some nagging reason Something that God's going to make you give up or you think he wants you to give up or change to your life that you don't really want to do. And we focus so much on those things. And I will say there are things like that. And I, I, to God's glory, I've had to give up lots of things following him. But we don't think enough about the benefits and the power and the, the amazing change that happens in our lives when we do follow Christ. So that would be something I would encourage you to investigate is what do you gain when you decide to follow Christ. These people were exhibiting lives that had been completely changed, and Paul had heard about their faith and was really, really encouraged by that. So he wanted to write them to help them get moving in their faith and walking with Christ. So that's the first thing. The second thing, though, is kind of the main thing that we're going to be focusing on. It's the first encouragement that he says. He says, since then you have been raised with Christ because you've decided to follow Jesus. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And so that's the first thing of the two thoughts we're going to be talking about over the next two weeks that can literally change your life. And so Paul wasn't wasting his time here by adding these two verses in here. He genuinely believed that this was going to be a help to these new. Uh, followers of Christ, so that's something that we can uh, we can be encouraged by today. So, what does this mean? Set your hearts on things above. Uh, set your minds uh, on things above. Well, there's two words basically that are used here uh, that are set. So, in English, these are both translated "set," and you'll kind of see that they kind of do mean "set," like the same thing. But there's a little nuance in the original language that might be helpful for us. Uh, the first set is to seek after, uh, to seek after something really earnestly, like with everything that you have. And the same word is used in Matthew 6:33, which says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Uh, this is kind of like saying you want it really bad. You're seeking after it as though it, your life depends on it. You're going all in. So you're setting your mind on things above. That's, that's pretty helpful in clarifying uh, the, the way that we need to be pursuing things above. The second word that's translated set is to uh, be minded in a certain way or setting our affection on something. So we have two, these two ideas, one being like we're going to go after it with everything that's in us. And then this other one that's kind of like I'm just, I love it. I think about it. I, 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 I move in that direction because I'm so passionate and serious about it. So this is the setting process that we're supposed to be doing. Uh, you can see both of these, uh, these words are not talking about something abstract. They're talking about something very specific. And so what is it? that he's specifically saying that we need to be seeking after and we need to be setting our heart after and setting our affections on, what is it that we should be doing with this? Well, these things above that he talks about are also uh, not abstract concepts. What he talks about, what he's talking about is, first, it starts with God and who we know God is, uh, what he wants for our lives, and this change that we find in Christ, all these things are the beginning of change that, that absolutely radically changes our lives. So he says here, he keeps talking to these people who they've been raised with Christ. They have a new life. They have a new way of thinking about things. And so he's encouraging them to embrace this new life that's found in Christ, this new way of thinking, uh, this new reality by lining up their thoughts with what's real. So I don't want to get, again, abstract on you here, but basically the idea is that in Christ there's this new reality, but we still live here on earth. And so uh, we sometimes can get focused on earthly things and get distracted by the fact that we have a completely different uh, reality. So this is why this is important is because we actually need to be reminded that there's a different reality that we're a part of. So if we thought more about God and who he is, if we could think more about what living following Jesus Christ means, that would change everything. Uh, if the nightly news, you're watching the news or you were you know, checking Google News Feed or something like that, And all of a sudden it said, this just in, Jesus wants you to live this way. If we, in our day, broke up uh, and put more things in our mind that told us exactly the way God wanted us to live, uh, our life would be drastically different. and In fact, our culture would be drastically different. But that's not the deal. So we need to be reminded that we need to turn our minds to these things. So what are some of the things that flow from this knowledge of God Following Jesus, this life change. What are the things that flow out of that? Well, verses uh, Colossians chapter three, verses uh, twelve um, on, basically gives us a few different things that uh, that are listed out that change in our life or are flow out of setting our minds on these things. So one is uh, that we have peace. That we know that we are uh, God's part of God's chosen people. Um, we have a knowledge that we are holy. You know, uh, We have uh, the knowledge that we're dearly loved by God. These are things that are just attributes of the person who follows Christ, but they really do change the way we see ourselves. These are identity changers. And so it really changes your life if, if you could see the world or be reminded of how God thinks about you on a normal daily basis. The next thing is he talks about a couple other things that uh, that we are because of who we are in Christ supposed to, to do differently than the rest of the world. One is to clothe ourselves with compassion. The next is to clothe ourselves with kindness. The next is to clothe ourselves with humility. Those are three things that, if you look around the world today, there those are a little different than the way we normally think about things. So if if we're following Christ and these are the kind of things that are going through our heads, then we're naturally going to be living very, very differently. Uh, He says that our minds will be filled with gentleness and patience. uh, The love of God, uh, forgiveness, bearing with one another, peace from Christ. Um, All of these are things that flow out of this knowledge of God and what he's done in our lives. And so if we could reorient our lives to thinking about these things above, even a little bit more than we do now, how different would our lives be? How, it would almost be like we were citizens of a very different place. And that's the reality, is that we aren't citizens here. Now, again, you become a Christian, you don't have to renounce your American citizenship or something like that, but we are citizens of a very different place because of who we are in Christ. And so what it's saying here is basically, if we put our minds on things above, we start to think about what is real. We start thinking in a way that's, that's in line with the things above, not on earthly things. So let's talk about things, uh, the earthly things because I think that might be what comes more natural to us and that's really where we get stuck and dwell on. So that's why he, he brings this up here. Well, they're not your daily responsibilities, I know there's a lot of things we do here on Earth daily uh, that we just have to do. And honestly, these are things that God's really concerned about. God has a lot to say in his word about how we treat our families, how we work, how we take care of all the daily earthly things that we have to do. Uh, but really, the earthly things are things that we focus inward, that are that are selfish, uh, inward-thinking things. So he lists off more things here in Colossians 3, 5 through 9, It says uh, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. Um, All these things that he lists here, he says, they bring God's wrath. This brings God's punishment. All these different things that are earthly things. The other thing is, uh, is anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language, deceiving other people. These are all things that flow out of a person who has their mind set on earthly things. So why does Paul share any of this? What he's trying to say is that basically we have a new reality uh, that we live in because of deciding to follow Jesus Christ. So the problem is, is that in our minds, we live thinking about earthly things. So we need to learn how to, as a practice, choose to think about things above. And that's going to flow into our thoughts. It's going to flow into all the actions that come out of our life. He wants us to get our life in alignment with our reality. So we were all made to live this way. We weren't made to live separate from God. We are created beings. And so uh, to learn to think this way, uh, the first step is if you haven't decided to follow Jesus Christ, that's the first thing. That's the way that we were made uh, to live to follow God. <clears throat> the second thing would be that as followers of Christ if we've already made that commitment that we need to learn how to choose looking to things above. So how do we do this? How do we how do we uh, look to or set our minds on things above? How do we do this? Well uh, we need to develop this reflex of referencing God in everything that we do. So it's like a compass you know you, you have a compass it's always going to p- point north no matter what you do, you shake it up, you do all kinds of stuff, it might spin a little bit, but it's always gonna pop back to north. And so that's really the reaction that he's talking about is that over time we can set our minds to where at first it it might pop off or go somewhere else, look at earthly things, whatever, but we're always gonna pop back to thinking about things above. So that's what he wants to get us to. And uh, one way that I've seen uh, that's been really, really helpful for me is to ask the question, when I run into different situations and bump into things in my life is what does God think about this? And uh, to to open my mind, not just to, uh, you know, this lofty idea of God and his his thoughts on me and not like the, what would Jesus do bracelet or something like that, but to really know what is it that in his word he says about this situation that really helps me snap out of uh, my panic about different things in my life or not really knowing what to do. And get an idea of what God uh, wants. A good example of how I've seen this drastically change my earthly thinking is in the area of lying. And this is always difficult when you're the the guy that's speaking to talk about lying. I know that there's nobody that's watched this that's ever told a lie. Uh, But I saw God drastically change my earthly thinking in this way. At, At a time when God was changing a lot of different things in my life. Uh, I chose to to spend a lot of time reading the scripture and getting to know God better. And it really opened up my mind to the fact that God is not just all around us, uh, but he really knows specifically what's going on in my life. And it made me very aware of some things I was doing in my life and some lies that I had told. And it became a time where I went from having a thought that when I got in a tight spot or a situation where the only thing I could possibly do to get out of it would be to lie. I started thinking about it differently instead of thinking, Oh my gosh, the only thing I can possibly do in this situation is lie to get out of it. I started thinking, I can't lie. There's no way that I can lie because God's always going to know. And I'm more, I'm more afraid of what he would do to me than the consequences of, of what I did or, or whatever I was trying to lie to get out of. And I saw this change happen where I started considering more the things above God, what he was doing in my life, the reality that, that he, was my, he was my master. He's the one that I follow, the one that I want to live my life after it changed the way I thought about that. And I couldn't see it the same way. And this led to a lot of different things. One, there were, there were some things I had done at work uh, that, that I had lied to get out of. And I felt very convicted that I needed to go to my boss and confess those things. And I knew, honestly, that that could have led to me losing my job or, uh, I mean, at the least, I don't know what else he could have done, but uh, something really bad. Uh, but I did, I cleared that up, I confessed it. And uh, it ended up I didn't lose my job. And in fact, I, I built more confidence with my boss because he saw that I was a person that wasn't going to, uh, to live, uh, you know, against my word. Uh, the other thing is that it just made it to where um, when I did slip back into my old way of doing things and lie about something, I couldn't stand for it. I had to clear that up. And what I've seen is over time, as I've cleared, the, cleared this up with re, the different relationships that I have, the different people in my life, they can see that they can trust me because I will not let a lie settle, even if I, even if I mess up and tell one. So this has been something that's, that's radically changed my life because I chose to think about things above rather than just the earthly things, which is, you know, get out of this, uh, get out, get out of this as easily as possible this has been something that's changed my life completely. But what would this be like if we did this? If this was the normal way of doing things, if we thought about things above and the way that God wants things done, and we thought about who he is and the power that he can bring to our life and the change that he can make, what if we live this way? What if we did this together? How differently would Santa Clarita be? How differently would be our church be? How differently could our lives be our families, our relationships, our work, if the things that we thought about were directed towards God's things, the way that He does things, the power that He has, and not unearthly things, just what we can do with our own strength, what would be different? Uh, Maybe you've wanted to see something change in your life and it's not changing. This might be why. Maybe today this is an opportunity for you To make a change. So I'm going to ask you to to think through maybe three steps, three next steps that might be good next steps for you to consider uh, after listening to this. The first would be if you've been uh, considering following Jesus, I would encourage you to take a step and maybe what that step is, is to just take it, uh, to look a little bit deeper into what are the things that have been holding you back from making that choice? Are you afraid of something that you're going to lose out on? Do you have questions? I challenge you to take a step towards Jesus today. The second thing is, uh, st- maybe uh, you need to spend more time studying who God is uh, for real, not just uh, some idea of God or that sort of thing. Who is He really? Who does He? Who does the? What does the Bible say about God? I think you'll be surprised at how many ideas that you have about God that, when you read the Bible, you'll find that they're they're actually not real. They're not right. Uh, Get to know who God is. What are the things that God does? What does he want from our lives? What does he think of us? And then the third thing would be, as you walk through situations this week, uh, take a second to think, what does God think about this? Let that question turn your mind towards heaven. And hopefully that'll be a big uh, help to you. Let's pray. Dear God, uh, we thank you so much that you died for us. Uh, that you want anything to do with us. And God, we thank you that you have created a way uh, that we could have a very different life. And so God, I, I pray that you would help us to turn our eyes towards things above and not earthly things, that we would live the life that you intend for us to live. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. We'll see you next week.